the 2023 Best Diet Report from U.S. News and World Report just came out. So in today's episode, we're covering what the top diets for 2023 are, as well as what's new in this year's report. And because we just couldn't resist our two cents on certain diets. Let's dive in. We are so on top of it this week that we are bringing you an episode that is on the U.S. News and World Report on the top diets for 2023 that is hot off the press. I mean, listeners might not be proud of us, but boy, am I proud of us. Yes, I am too. And we're going to tell you what some of those top diets are. We're going to talk about what's new this year. Mm Mm-hmm. What's not new. Mm-hmm. And then... There's just, plenty that's not new for the record. Just because we always have lots of opinions, we're going to give you our two cents on some of these diets and the report itself. Mostly Carolyn is going to give you her two cents. <laughs> she's very opinionated today <laughs> about am, these diets. I am. Which is fair. It is fair. Okay. Should I give them everybody a little like backstory? All right. So you likely have heard of U.S. News and World Report. And if you haven't, then you live under a bigger rock than I do and you're still welcome to listen to our podcast but you live under a rock so U.S. News and very nice I who hasn't heard of U.S. (laughs) News and World Report okay we live in that world though in that media world well go look them up you'll recognize their logo I promise you anyway every year they release this report um I can't remember what year we're on but it has been many years and They pulled together a panel of experts, of nutritionists, of researchers, of epidemiologists, and they get them to go through the research and go through the different diets and look at the how nutritious or not nutritious these diets are and rank them in 11 different categories. I also think I saw that they had a psychologist or two. They bring in people who look at kind of the relationship with food as well, which I thought was interesting. That is. Mm-hmm. That feels very progressive. Yes. Um, so in in like in doing this, they have these experts look at not just the healthiness of the diet or the likelihood of that particular diet to help you lose weight, but they also look at the overall like nutritional adequacy of the diet based on nutrients that us Americans are often or most likely deficient in. Like, for example, vitamin D is a great example. Yes. Carolyn loves vitamin D. Thank you for bringing that one up. Calcium as well. They also look at how sustainable – and not in a green way sustainable, but how realistic it is to actually follow that diet and yes. keep that diet up. And then they look at how effectively the diet will help prevent or manage certain health conditions like diabetes, heart disease, those type of things. So to give you some examples of the categories, they have a best diet overall, which we're about to tell you, but then they also have other categories, um, ones like best weight loss diet, best fast weight loss diet, best diet for diabetes, best heart healthy diet, easiest diets to follow. Those are just a handful of the different categories um, of diets that they rank. And we will link out to the report. So if you are interested in seeing other categories that they have, that they offer and what some of the other diets are in these categories, 
by all means. Yep. Have at it, friend. Yep. But let's go ahead and tell people some of the number ones. Just kind of yeah. give them a little, a yeah. little preview, tease a little. Yes. So. Okay. So best overall diet for 2023 is shocker Mediterranean. <laughs> I love the Mediterranean diet, but it's just not surprising. You know what? But why do I get so excited to look at this list to see what it is when I know it's going to be Mediterranean again? Well, but then I'm not even that disappointed when I see it. True. I'm almost like, oh, good. They made another good choice this year. Yes. Yes. You know? But at the same time, I'm, I don't know why I'm a little let down. But then I'm glad to see Mediterranean. Yeah. Okay. But there anyway. is one in here that I was surprised by mm-hmm. and slightly excited to see. It's not this, this next one. But best weight loss diet and best diet program. That's two different categories. Yeah, that's two different categories. And Weight Watchers was number one in both of those categories. Yes, currently known as WW. Well, I think Formerly now they have cha- they're going back to Weight Watchers slash WW. Wait, what? To WW slash Weight Watchers. I missed that. Yeah, and supposedly they've simplified their program. Hmm. WW just didn't do it for them. That rebranding, bad choice. Yeah. Anyway, so they killed it in two categories. Yes. Yes. Best fast weight loss diet. This is my favorite category because I can't believe that they actually look at fast weight loss. I know. (laughs) I'm proud of those professionals because usually they don't like to look at those kind of things. No, no. They're like slow and steady is the way to go. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Congrats to you, World News and Report, for getting this panel of experts to actually look at fast weight loss correct it number one is keto the keto diet best fast weight loss diet did you think that five years ago we would see that on this list no because i really don't think the experts were open to it so once again i Mm. I applaud the progress we've made and we're going to tell you some of the other fast weight loss diets the top ones in just a little bit and what's interesting is keto's number one and then there are four I believe that are tied for number two yeah they do a lot of tying mm-hmm. I guess it's because they must you know rank them numerically on the back yes. end or and something let me just tell y'all this is a this is a complex rating system Briarly and I well Briarly didn't print hers out I needed to print all of mine out and I'm sitting here with about 30 pages of spreadsheets mm-hmm. looking at all these different rankings so yeah. this is an intense process i was just kind of thinking i kind of feel for the editor who's in charge of this report i know right (laughs) okay one more thing we're going to tease one um easiest diet to follow flexitarian did that surprise you it did because i don't actually think that there is like one way to eat a flexitarian diet yeah and and you I'm not going to really get on it till later, it but I can really go off on my, that kind of falls right in line with my biggest issue with this report. Which we're going to get to at the end. Ooh, I hope you stay fired up. You'll stay fired up because you'll get fired up again. Okay, so let's talk about, we've told you some of the number one diets for a few categories. We're going to tell you some more in, in different categories, but let's talk first about what's new with this report the 2023 report, what's not new? And actually, let's start with what's not new in the 2023 report first. Yes. So we kind of already spoiled the surprise, but Mediterranean, the Mediterranean diet being the best diet overall is not new news. We are on multi-years now. I 
I want to say they said it was like the sixth year in a row. Yeah. That it at least made the best diet overall list. Well, there was an upset, I think in 2018, when the DASH diet was number one. That was oh. some drama in in, the, in diet the diet world. world. Yes. But 2019 going forward, it has been Mediterranean. And I'm going to, I think Mediterranean was before that, that little um, glitch in 2018. Yeah. But the thing about Mediterranean is that the Mediterranean diet is that, I mean, the research around it, you just can't beat it. Well, and that's so good. That kind of, the, the amount of research and the quality of research that we have, I've got to think that plays a huge factor in making it number one because we're about to tell you number two and three, they're pretty similar eating patterns to the Mediterranean. But I think just because of the body of research that we have specifically on the Mediterranean diet, right? you can't compete with it. Right. Wouldn't yes. you agree? No, so, absolutely. Every, most people know the Mediterranean, lots of fruits and vegetables, um, healthy oils. Like um, your avocado, yes. your olive oil, and then your nut and seed oils, plus all of yeah. the type of fat that is in those whole foods. Yeah. Fish, and you know, you can have some poultry and meat, but it's in smaller or limited quantities each week. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some alcohol or wine but limited very limited refined carbohydrates very limited added sugar um and emphasis on getting like carbs from um legumes beans and peas so there's usually a little bit of dairy in there yes there is there is an x so basically just a very healthy eating pattern very nutrient dense eating pattern now number two and three Mm-hmm. Number two is the DASH diet. Yes. Number three is flexitarian. And I mentioned just a second ago that these are very similar to Mediterranean. Yes. But I think Mediterranean comes in first because of the research. So let's talk about DASH really quick or just to remind people what it is. Yeah. So DASH stands for the Dietary Approaches to Stop Hypertension, which is a real fancy way of saying a diet to help lower your blood pressure. Yes. Essentially, though, it is a very um, produce-forward, lots of fruits and vegetables. Very heavy in produce. Yes. Um, Very nutrient-dense diet, getting plenty of calcium and getting those nutrient-dense foods, those... Potassium. Yes, which you get from fruits and vegetables and magnesium and those kind of things. You, um, you know, lean... Um, lean proteins and, you know, you can have some red meat, lean red meat, but it's kind of like the Mediterranean. It's yeah. not I think it's five a days little, a week. I haven't looked at the numbers, the percentage of the fat in a little while, but I think it's a little bit leaner, like I lower in fat than the, um, than the Mediterranean diet because it is um, so like heart health focused. Yeah, I feel like a cardiologist played a role in, you know, it's one of those pretty low sodium, high in potassium. Yes. Yes. And I think it's pretty low saturated fat and that kind of thing. Yeah. So, but like you can see, it's got a lot of similarities to Mediterranean. Right. It's kind of like a, a Mediterranean knockoff. 
yeah. in a way, you know? Not as good as Mediterranean. No, no, no. But I it's, or it's like a Mediterranean light, you know, it, but it, it is very much. And they have, um, that diet in particular usually has, um, a physical activity component to it yes. as well. I feel like Dash is kind of like the not so fun version of Mediterranean. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Okay. Number three, flexitarian. So this, this kind of bothers me because there's really no single definition that has been adopted for a flexitarian Correct. diet. Yeah. Generally, it describes someone who's semi-vegetarian right. and uh, looked up, you know, kind of how others were describing a plant-forward diet that incorporates dairy and eggs and allows room for meat from time to time. Emphasis is on plant foods. Um so that contributes to health benefits associated with a vegetarian diet, but you don't have the required compliance to only eat vegetarian or vegan. Right. It's not as strict. It gives you, you know, a little bit of room. But for example, you could take like VB6, remember, um, vegan before 6 p.m., that whole diet. I have never heard that. Really? VB6? Yeah, VB6. Um, it was, uh, hold on, let me look it up. When was this? Oh, years ago. Yeah, v- Eat Vegan Before Six. It was Mark Bittman's book. I wanted to get his last name right. And he was the guy who was contributed to the New York Times yeah. for years and years. Anyway, his whole concept was you eat vegan before 6 p.m. and then you have your dinner however you want to have your dinner. That is flexitarian yeah right like because flexitarian is so broad you could do meatless mondays and you know meatless fridays and technically probably be flexitarian well here's here's my issue mediterranean diet and dash are essentially flexitarian correct types of eating yes yes they're all very similar so okay don't let me get my soapbox right now let's keep going but okay so those are um the the top three Best diets overall, Mediterranean, Dash, and Flexitarian. Not that different from one another with, you know, nuances here and there. I would say, well, Mediterranean and Dash are much more prescriptive than Flexitarian, meaning, like, it's it's more clearly outlined, like, what those eating patterns like do are. whatever you want, kind of. Yes, unless you find, like, somebody who's written a flexitarian diet book and then they've adapted, they've given you a prescription of what you to know do. What? Meals that heal is a flexitarian book. There you go. Pick that one yeah. up, my friends. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So these are also the top three diets for other categories as mm-hmm. well. These three diets are the top three for best diets for diabetes, easiest diets to follow, best diets for joint and bone health, and best diets for healthy eating. Can I just ask a quick question? Mm-hmm. How many people are really out there searching for diets for joints and bones? Oh, it's kind of popular. And the only reason I know that is because um, people reach out to me a lot because they know I specialize in inflammation who have joint pain. Maybe it's the bone part that's really yeah, throwing me off. Yeah, the bone kind of throws me. But, I mean, another way to put that would be, like, best diets for inflammation? Yeah. I mean, 
because the joint thing best is... Best diet for diabetes, best diets for joint health, best diets for healthy eating. All of those would essentially be an anti-inflammatory diet. <laughs> we have a really good running joke here that Carolyn can solve all the world's problems by helping them with their inflammation. I do think it's interesting that the top three diets for diabetes, Mediterranean Dash and Flexitarian, have absolutely no guidelines for like carbohydrate management or carbohydrate counting right like you would have to layer on your carb management strategy on top of those like i would never as a dietitian hand just the mediterranean just the dash or just the flexitarian diet plan to someone newly diagnosed with diabetes oh yeah no there's no way you could do that you would definitely you would need to you need to work with somebody to help you yeah. figure it out or or back your <clears throat> plan into your, you know, your carb counting plan into it. The thing that I actually I think is most interesting is that those foods are uh, – sorry, those diets are so focused on whole foods mm-hmm. and that – especially for people who are newly diagnosed with diabetes – Eating whole foods that aren't necessarily um, packaged or that require you to like work a little harder to weigh or measure at home makes it can make it even more challenging. Yes. Right. Like, I mean, it's one thing to get your rice out of a box, but you're talking about broccoli that you've got to like cut up and put in a cup. Not that there's anything like that's just kind of the way it goes, but nonetheless. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm thinking the best diets for diabetes, they're probably looking at overall prevention and then long-term management. They aren't really looking at that newly diagnosed person who is like learning to measure food and all that kind of stuff. And all of those diets have a really, um, you know, great, uh, component for like heart health and people who have diabetes have a higher risk of heart disease anyway. So yeah, but you know, it, it's like a, it's a good one to punch there. Bring another point. It's all, um, they are primarily whole food based and they're all more eating patterns or eating approaches. Yes. Like for the Mediterranean, you aren't going to have find a 1200 calorie Mediterranean Here's exactly what you need to eat. Yes. You know? Correct. These are more eating patterns. Right. And some of the other diets that they look at in here are actually kind of the opposite. Yeah. Where they are much more... um, They are very specific diets. Yeah. That someone has written a book on. Correct. Yeah. So what's new this year in this report? Well, Briarly, there are two new diet categories. The first one they added is best diets for bone and joint health. So the one that I think is kind of unique. Yes. And surprising. And those were Mediterranean Dash and Flexitarian, like we just mentioned. The second category, which I think is really interesting, is best family-friendly diets. Yeah. What do you think about that? I, there, there was definitely, like, this was not one that um, – I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, that I think like a doctor or epidemiologist came up with. This was one that I think like an editor mm, suggested. You're so right. It, ha- it This one has a very much of like 
a marketing spin to it. SEO marketing spin. Yes. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but but it is, you know, it in a way I think that if you're a fan, if you if you have children, especially like younger children, you're gonna be able to look at a diet and figure out how to adapt it, or you're just gonna say, you know what, forget it. They're gonna eat this and I'm gonna eat this. Yeah. Well, the best family-friendly diets, if you're wondering, number one, Mediterranean, number two, Flexitarian, number three is TLC, which if you're not familiar with that, it's essentially kind of like Mediterranean Dash and Flexitarian. It's, it's kind of like closer to the Dash diet. It was yeah. designed to, it stands for Therapeutic Lifestyle Choices. It was originally designed to lower cholesterol. So it's... Um, somewhat of a heart healthy diet but it's just like those top three whole foods you know yeah. reducing saturated fat eating nutrients dense foods right kind of thing yeah and uh, but here's the here's the thing that I would really like to know or I would like to see could someone do a little experiment for me I would like to see you make Mediterranean dinners mm-hmm. breakfasts and lunches and then the same thing for flexitarian and TLC. And let's see a panel of young elementary school-aged kids eat that. Yeah. What did you say was the criteria for family-friendly diets? Did they, they included an aspect of, like, how easy it was to meal plan and prepare meals, didn't they? They did. I so did like that. It was about how it was, like, generally the, the foods in the diet – were appealing to the family, mm-hmm. um, not just age, but like culture, religion, that sort of thing. The um, they looked at speed of preparation and meal planning. Like Which, that's interesting because all three of these are whole foods that right all are going to require preparation. Preparation, um, but then the other category that I think probably played, you know really helped with these diets is it was about whether or not the foods were available at like mainstream grocery stores. Oh, okay. And so when we, when you get into some of the other diets, like if you look through, um, like the Nutrisystems, the Octavia's, uh-huh. the Slim Fast, like that's different. Yeah. Okay. So one other thing that's new and this kind of fascinated me, um, Previous reports before 2023 have included 40 diets, 40 different diets mm-hmm. they looked at. This year, they cut 16 of those. Mm-hmm. They're, they narrowed it down to 24 diets. And some of the ones they got rid of made sense. Like some of the ones they got rid of were Biggest Loser Diet and Macrobiotic Diet and du- the Duquesne Diet and the Fertility Diet. But then there were other ones like Whole30 that really puzzled me. Yeah, I was really surprised that they got rid of Whole30 and that they got rid of Glycemic Index. Mm-hmm. I mean... They got rid of Intermittent Fasting, too. But I think Intermittent Fasting and Glycemic Index are really more tools that you use with, like, Mediterranean Dash or Flexitarian. Right. They're more eating tools i guess yeah and well and they're also like they're things that you can layer in with other diets right yeah so like you can still eat mediterranean and also like lower on the glycemic index 
you can still eat. They're kind of ways to further your healthy eating, no matter what diet you're following. Right, exactly. Like you can pair intermittent fasting with any diet. You can eat the McDonald's diet and be intermittent fasting if you would like. Yeah. I just thought it was interesting, they got rid of Whole30. They did keep paleo, but they got rid of Whole30, and those two are pretty similar. Um, I wonder if they got rid of Whole30 because it is so restrictive, it just didn't do well nutritionally. Maybe, or maybe because it's really only designed for you to follow for 30 days at a time. Right. It's not, like, long-term. Right, it's not a long-term diet That may be it. Anyway. So, down to 24, from 40, and, you know, they just narrowed the playing field. Yeah. I do have to. Some of the ones they kept, though, surprised me. Like, I really didn't realize they were still around. Like, which ones? Um... Like the Ornish diet. Oh, the yeah. The South Beach diet. Um, slim fast. I, just, I can't believe people still like to do slim fast. But maybe I don't understand all of it. Mayo Clinic diet. Like some but, of these are really, really old and like very, very low fat and not tasty. But volumetrics to me is in the same category as like glycemic index in the sense that it's – I mean, it has principles of... It's more a concept. It's not a diet. Right, exactly. It's like eating... High-volume, lower-calorie foods. Like fruits and vegetables. Like soups and salads and, you know, that airy pastas and... Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So... Carolyn, this is my favorite part because I have gotten to listen to Carolyn's commentary as we've been working on this episode. So we are going to go through our top thoughts and takeaways from this report, some of which you've already been privy to. But don't worry, Carolyn has more. Okay. Well, I promised people I'd share more on the quick weight loss diets. Number one was keto. And then there are four tied for number two. Yeah. How can you tie? How can four tie? I don't know how there's a four-way tie, but I I mean, clearly they're sipping the same Kool-Aid that, you know, is like giving out medals to every kid for participation or something. Yeah. Um, Atkins, which is essentially low carbohydrate. I just can't believe Atkins is still a thing. I'm kind of like, why did they name? He's healthified his, his. I don't know. Well, you know, he looks good in comparison to keto now. That's true. You're right. Um. Nutrisystem, I don't know, I'm not sure if I knew that was still around. Octavia, and this is a very popular one lately. Mm-hmm. Um, and SlimFast, SlimFast really surprised me. Again, yeah. I had no clue that many people were still using SlimFast. Now, one thing to point out, um, Keto and Atkins rely on real food that you cook. Yeah. And Nutrisystem, Optavia, and SlimFast at least partially rely on packaged foods that you have yeah. to buy. Yeah. I think you can even I think you can even for some of them do all packaged foods. Yeah. I think like you're right. You can you have that choice to either like layer in some of your own meals or just Yeah. Go whole hog. And some can get pretty expensive, I think. Um best diet programs. Weight Watchers, Jenny Craig. I did not know that was still around. Yeah, me neither. And then Noom, which I like they can included that because that's really more of a psychological approach 
yes. really has a huge psychological factor um, coaching yeah, it, approach. Right. It really it really makes you take into consideration your like your emotional approach to food you know why why you make the choices you make yeah how you're feeling at different times of the day that sort of thing yeah but here's my big issue with this report it doesn't compare apples to apples okay you're gonna i know what you mean now because you you've elaborated more for me but you've got to elaborate for listeners you have got very specific diet plans. Like Jenny Craig or Slim Fast. Yes. Like super, super prescribed. Yes. And then you're comparing it to eating patterns. What we would call eating patterns as dietitian. Eating right. approaches like Mediterranean, um, DASH diet. And to me... A commercial or diet or a diet that stems from a book, a top-selling book, and dictates exactly what you eat is very different from eating patterns like Mediterranean mm-hmm. and flexitarian and DASH diet. Um, yeah. It also kind of makes me mad about the flexitarian because there is no specific definition. How can you rate a diet when there is no specific definition for for what, it, for what it is. Yes. Right. It's almost like, basically it seems like U.S. News & World Report has conflated the word diet and the word eating pattern under the umbrella term of and, diet, which is fair. It, it's fair, but that's just not the way that most Americans think about the word diet. Right. You know what I mean? Like like we, we understand you as dietitians that it's – both dietary patterns and like diets for weight loss or diets for a medical condition like heart disease. But most, the average person, when you say diet, they think weight loss right, or heart disease or, you know what I mean? Right. And so, or like, sorry, I would be more like a diet for heart health, not heart disease. Um, so when you then take a general eating pattern and put it in there right it's comparing it to prescriptive diets. right it's it doesn't jive for me but no, I'm with you. I, I probably am overthinking it the other thing that really made me mad is they included um the anti-inflammatory diet but they included and the anti anti-inflammatory eating is what i would call an eating pattern yeah. Like Mediterranean. Actually, Mediterranean is a great example of an anti-inflammatory eating pattern. Mm-hmm. So is DASH, so is flexitarian, so is TLC. But for anti-inflammatory, the anti-inflammatory diet, they use right, Dr. Wheels. They use his diet book. Right. As, as if their... that is the definitive anti-inflammatory diet. Correct. So how Which much did he pay to get to be named the anti-inflammatory Well, light. let's find out because maybe it can be meals that heal next I, I year. I think it should. Or I'd rather see just a like anti-inflammatory diet in general Yes, like the Mediterranean is. Right. You know? I'm really glad, though, that you didn't name your cookbook the anti-inflammatory diet cookbook. Well, yeah. I didn't do. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe sales would be better. I don't know. Sales are good. It's just, that's a, that's a mouthful. Um, okay, what else did I have issue with? I'm going blank. 
Those are my main ones. Is there anything else you want me to get on though? Because you know I can. Find I know it. you can really you can really get on a bender about some of this stuff. I think that that was pretty much everything. the The family friendly diet was kind of like a huh. Um, but I think when you look at the family friendly diet as not necessarily a weight loss diet, but as an eating approach, correct? Healthy eating approach, correct? Um, I'm looking at the list. There's a new diet. Oh yeah, that I am not familiar with. I'm assuming it's pronounced keto, but it's spelled keto. K e y t o. Had you ever heard of that one? No, I hadn't, and I actually thought it was a typo yeah. at first, and then I went down in the spreadsheet, and I saw that down or up, but I saw somewhere else on the spreadsheet, it actually said K-E-T-O, so I was like, okay, that's not a typo. There is the key, K-E-Y-T-O, and then there's the keto, K-E-T-O, mm-hmm. but I Googled K-E-Y-T-O, and what comes up is when Google corrects you, and it gave me the keto. Oh, so Google can't even find the keto. So that might be one we're going to have to come mm. back to because right now I'm just getting keto, not what I actually what I actually want. Oh, here's something I can get on. Why is the raw food diet still in here? Who the heck follows that? Oh, yeah, that's so weird. I mean, if you're going to get rid of one, that should have been in the list. Yeah, so weird. Yes. Yeah. And just to continue the keto conversation. The K-E-Y? The K-E-Y. I Googled K-E-Y-T-O eating pattern just now Uh as you were talking about the raw food. Same thing happens. Really? So, so, huh, I'm going to have to go on to U.S. News and World Report's website because they will go in depth. Oh, wait. I'm looking at this now. I'm trying to look it up. They will go in depth to, I think I know what it is. They will go in depth as to what each diet is. Mm-hmm. There is a keto breath sensor. I am wondering if it is a diet that where you check your ketones, and it's based on that. Oh. So essentially a form of? A form of keto. Original keto? Yeah, a variation of it. But there are keto breast sensors. And I just think it's got to, and they have a, that sensor has a device and app. So I would, maybe you just monitor your ketones in your urine. That's one we're just going to have to come back to. Yeah. Because, I mean, I can't even do a Google search for it. Yeah, that is kind of weird. Okay. So my question for you is, are you going to try any of these diets in 2023? I always try to follow, like, in general, Mediterranean slash dash slash flexitarian slash anti-inflammatory diet. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's – I try to choose foods that fall in those categories. Yeah. Because they're all a lot alike. Okay. So now everybody knows. Now, well, they this kicked is what off, you're going to try. They kicked off intermittent fasting. Well, that's okay. We can still do it anyway. And glycemic index. But I do, I'm big on intermittent fasting. And I am 
real big on my continuous glucose monitor, which we're going to have an episode oh, on Oh, we are definitely up. doing an episode on so that soon. I like using that along with some of those eating patterns I mentioned. Straight off the press. If you want to look further into this, the links are all in our show notes. We'll take you directly there. And if you have questions about it, once you dive into it, let us know. Yes, and let us know if there's one in particular that you are doing or are going to try this year. Yes. All right. We want our opinion now. Correct. <laughs> we always have opinions. Yes. All right. Okay, see y'all next week. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us for the Happy Eating Podcast. I'm Briarly Horton. And I'm Carolyn Williams. If you liked this week's episode, then don't forget to rate and leave us a review on iTunes. And be sure to hit the subscribe button so you'll never miss a new episode. We can't wait to have you back at our table next week for a brand new episode. Bye! Bye. The contents discussed in the Happy Eating Podcast, such as advice, studies, text, graphics, images, and other material discussed or presented on the site or podcast are for informational purposes only. Content is not intended to be a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your mental health professional or other qualified health providers with any questions you may have regarding your condition. Never disregard professional advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard on the Happy Eating Podcast. If you are in crisis or think you may have an emergency, call your doctor or 911 immediately. If you're having suicidal thoughts, call 1-800-273-TALK, that's 8255, to talk to a skilled, trained counselor at the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. If you are located outside the United States, call your local emergency line immediately.